0: Good morning, friends and foes. Good morning, Multiverse. This is Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturday mornings of our youth. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pike. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, we are finishing up our series of kaiju Saturday matinee movies with my all-time favorite Godzilla movie, Godzilla Final Wars. Woo! There's a lot to talk about this morning, and we're going to do that right after this from our friend D.L. Memphis and the Murdering Crows.
1: It's like Goss and Levi
2: Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, How Presley, Eddie. Things
0: are only imitatable. You can't be that original. You oh. can't be that original. Oh. Hey, we're back. I'll tell you what. That theme song by D.L. Memphis and the Murdering Crows really makes my Saturday morning. If it don't get your fire started, your wood is wet. You can check out the Murdering Crows and their album, Four Bad Crows, available at Amazon, iTunes, Google, anywhere you buy music. And the show is brought to you by our Cereal Box super friends, Kate Hawkins, Eli Cash, Cindy Kep. Sharice Collins, Dave Mattingly, and you too can have your name in lights at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. You can buy us one, two, three bowls of cereal. Heck, you can buy us the whole box to help us produce quality broadcast content. Can you dig that? I knew that you could. I am John Pike of the Prophet of Pop Culture. You can call me Johnny, Johnny B, Johnny Beyond. And Avengers comic books, Star Wars movies, and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. And that's what this show is all about. This morning, I've got a bowl of the last, the very last of the Tres Leches Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Because when I was a kid, Saturday mornings meant... Cartoons, comic books, kaiju movies, big bowls of cereal. And, you know, we didn't have smartphones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday morning. So in between cartoons, comic books, kaiju, we were reading the back of that cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our world. That was everything. Games and comics and records and puzzles. and. all of it was on the back of the cereal box and that's what this show is a celebration of and this morning we're going to be talking about the saturday matinee the saturday afternoon with godzilla final wars and joining me to have that conversation is our epic co-hosts first up from winnipeg manitoba canada by magic of the interwebs your emotional support canadian She is a fan of Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Ghostbusters, all things X Men. Please welcome the one, the only Willow Skyler.
1: Good morning, everyone.
0: Good morning, Willow. How are you this morning?
1: a little sleepy. Yesterday was my birthday.
0: <laughs> yeah? <Happy laughs> I birthday. stayed up a
1: little late last night. Uh, but...
0: Happy birthday to you. <laughs> What's in your bowl this morning?
1: Well, I'm trying the strawberry banana Cheerios. Ooh. Okay. Uh, let's see. I It... Definitely has that strawberry aroma.
0: <laughs> Our friend Ryan permission would approve. He is a Cheerios fan, and Dave Mattingly, who's already commenting in the uh, super chat, oh. turned me on to the—I uh I think it's the apple cinnamon Cheerios, which are epic. Ooh, you know what? I might have to go get some after okay. this. You—you you put me in the mood for yeah. some. Yeah. So what do we think? What, what, um, uh, I,
1: I can smell the, the strawberry and taste the banana more. So, if, like, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I like it, but I'm, it, but yeah, I can definitely, it, it, um, definitely has like, um, they, they claim it's natural flavors. <laughs> yeah it,
0: it natural it, yeah <laughs> but it might be natural flavors but it's not natural banana or strawberry it's like natural um, chromium mm, Penicillin. <laughs> anyway <laughs> but is it as good as the apple fritter the Tim Horton oh apple I fritter? prefer the
1: apple fritter yeah anymore. that's pretty yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I I want to try that definitely 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 and for those of you who are wondering, you know, why are we talking about cereal? Because that's Saturday morning. What's in the bowl? That's a big part of our Saturday morning. And to tell us what's in her bowl, your wife's favorite redhead. She is an artist, face painter, cosplayer extraordinaire, all the way from Columbia, Tennessee. It is the one, the only AC kindred, Aubrey Cabot. good Good morning morning.
1: cereal boxers good morning
2: happy birthday willow happy level up day
1: as we say Uh, 41 years old and i don't feel like i have enough gray hair
0: (laughs) no you're not 41 years old you're level 41 Mm -hmm. see how badass that sounds (laughs) Mm -hmm. level 41 yes
2: level 41 I, i i like that better um, yep. so let's see in the ages now, cause I just had my birthday in August, Johnny, when was your birthday?
0: My birthday is December 1st.
2: <gasps> so it hasn't happened yet. So my nope. birthday falls first and then Willow's uh, over there <laughs> and then Johnny. Okay. So, but who's the oldest? I think,
1: I think Johnny is.
2: <laughs> That's okay. I'm older than you, Willow.
0: You know what? I used to deny my age and defy Why? my. I used to deny it. Now I defy it. Um, I'm I am GX level fifty three. In in December, right now fifty two.
1: And Ryan,
2: Ryan just had one, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's he's a day before mine.
2: <laughs> it's so cute. You're almost birthday twins. <laughs> So in my cereal box, this morning, I'm trying something that Johnny tried because I thought about it and I was like, we can try the same cereals because we have different oh, absolutely.
0: opinions.
2: So look what I Ooh, got. So you've
0: got the Carmella Creeper. Because
2: the monster boxes. I have a friend who works in the bakery department, the head of the bakery department. Uh, she makes all of the baked goods at our Walmart. And she was like, hey, guess what we got in? We got huge boxes. And I'm like, "I don't, I don't need a huge box, guys. Okay, but if you want to buy me cereal, that's okay, but thank you, Sarah, the thing goes out to Sarah, and look, on the back, of course, we have, you know, her little uh, introduction there, they're freaking out, they're all happy, but
0: Her origin story
2: I couldn't have just this because, you know, Johnny's already done this, so I had to have something to add to Carmela, something to pump it up, so thank you to General L's for your carmella. I am gonna try it. It is green. Johnny, I agree. I just tried the cereal for those of you who are listening and but it doesn't taste like caramel. It doesn't taste like much of anything.
0: It it, it tastes it had a very almost sour apple taste. Um, it's,
2: it's very bland, but here I think I can solve that problem.
0: Ooh. I honey think I can okay.
2: solve the problem also of nothing on the back of the cereal box. Come on guys. Check it so out. So Wait, wait, wait. Let
0: me, let me zoom in on that. So we've got, honey have smacks. fun with dig them. It's uh, you know what? I've honey not smacks. had sugar snacks. Honey honey smacks. Smacks. Well, they call them honey smacks. Now it used to be super sugar smacks. Remember? Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's a game on the back, or or just there some is. puzzles and there activities. Is.
2: And it looks like you can go online also.
0: I love this.
2: So there is so much going
0: on. Yeah, I'm I love going to it.
2: Try to add some flavor to Carmella.
0: Hmm.
2: So I'm gonna do the forbidden. I'm gonna mix cereals. Check this out, guys. Look at that. We got green. We got sweet. We got crunchy.
0: I'm gonna tell you. The Honey Smacks is coming to the rescue. She's taking a taste of the mix with the Honey Smacks and the Carmela Creeper. She's mm-hmm. giving us a thumbs up. Look at the smile on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honey Smacks to the mm-hmm. rescue. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what you do, guys.
0: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I love General Mills Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's mm-hmm. the best cereal ever made. But Together, the rest of theirs. Yeah the The rest of the General Mills stuff is, is kind of bland, but they're both Kellogg's. Yeah, that is that is correct. <laughs> but you know, Kellogg's is kind of like the most underrated cereal company because they've been around so long, we just kind of take them for granted. But mm-hmm. they produce quality oh, every yeah. single time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that wild about. Yeah, I wasn't wild about their Wendy's Frosty cereal because it didn't taste like a Frosty mm. to me. It just tasted like chocolate cereal. But everything else, I, I still love Frosted Flakes. Just mm-hmm. the stick. It's Frosted. one of my top five. Yeah. Yeah. Kellogg's for the win. Not a sponsor. So yeah. we already have a couple of, uh, a lot of comments, actually. So we'll do some... uh Audience comments, they're in the super chat. Dave Mattingly was first on the scene. And he says, good morning, Box Tops. Good morning, Dave. Our friend Zentron is with us. Yo, yo, people. Zentron, did you hear my shout out to you last week? I need you to do a fan edit of the 1978 animated Godzilla series Mm -hmm. and remove Pete... And Godzuki from every story. Maybe. I need your help with that.
2: <laughs> mm. Are you going to yeah. help with that? We want to know.
0: Yeah. Andrew Milden says, morning, nerds. Good morning, Andrew. <laughs> Good morning, and Andrew. Zentron says, And here we go. Go, go, Gohira, says Zentron. <laughs> Zentron. That's how you pronounce Godzilla in Japanese. Ooh, gohira. Boy-o. And Eli T. Cash says, Cracks open a monster. Yep. I love that. Um, so many innuendos there, Eli. <laughs> now, Aubrey, when we are at HoloCon at the end of October, mm-hmm. just heads up, we are going to do a live taste test together at the same time of the monster cereal mashup. It's all of them combined together.
2: Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. that's
0: a lot. Yeah. So, we're going to be cracking open five monsters at one time. My friend I'm gonna be ja- so hyper. My friend actress and voiceover artist Jamie Hill is joining us. Morning, she says. You can see Jamie Hill in um the uh new horror movie uh uh Skinamarink.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a big hit if you're into horror movies. And Eli says, <laughs> Wood is wet. Yeah, you're so weird, Eli. Oh. Um, Zentron says, 2 p.m. And I've woken up for Bag of the Cereal Box. Where are you oh, coming to us from, thank Zentron? You
2: Zentron?
0: And one of my favorite artists on the planet, Chris Goines, is watching from Black Sheep Studios. He says, Good morning, folks. And Chris, I meant to reach out to you this week. This is a little private conversation between me and Chris. In, in January, the Serial Box Network is doing our Multiverse Fundraiser virtual Ooh. convention. And we are looking for more comic book and um, comic art artists to join us on panels and promote their artwork and promote their projects. And I definitely want you to be a part of that. Um, so call me. Um, and Zentron says, Happy birthday to Willow. Thank and you. Dave Mattingly says, Yesterday was my son's birthday, too. And Andrew Milden says, Happy birthday, Willow. And thank you, everyone. Dave Mattingly says, He took a group out to see Batboy, the musical, on stage. <laughs> I have not seen this, but Willow, um, you know who Batboy is, right? <laughs> uh, Willow is the host of Cryptid. That's
1: still like a a huge thing for you guys.
0: Well, Uh, the musical was a smash hit on Broadway, it was a smash hit, and now you know local regional theaters have the license to do it. So, um, he went and saw a production in Louisville, so I I, it's one I've never seen though, although it's been a smash hit, it's on my list.
1: so yeah. what's Shout out thought those uh, god-awful uh, tabloid
0: <laughs> hey according We're to men in black Boy. <laughs> according to men in black that's where the real news is is found mm, that's true i gotta have more tres chase. i'm i'm so, hungry this morning.
1: S- speaking of uh uh going back to your cereal uh my uh, this, this cereal actually turns your uh your milk pink
0: so oh. dave mattingly does agree apple cinnamon Cheerios are the best so i don't know that i've told this on air but when we were at imaginarium um over the summer dave gave me a bag a ziploc bag full of the apple cinnamon cheerios hmm. and I I got hungry for a snack on the car ride home to Nashville and I just opened that Ziploc bag and I tasted, I was like, Oh, that's really good. We know what to bring on the road
2: trip for Johnny.
0: Yeah, they were gone. No, you know, my favorite. Okay. This is a question for everyone in the virtual rec room and in the super chat. Um, What is your favorite road trip snack? I have two. Um, the, the cheese and Ritz cracker combos, combos. I love them or, um, the, the, now it's, uh, called, uh, Gonzo brand red twist cereal or, uh, uh, red twist, red twist, licorice, not cereal licorice. Love that. Oh my, that is my road trip. And listen, when you're going on a road trip, Like we're going to, Aubrey, your snack bin should look like someone set a 10-year-old free with $10 at the grocery store. Or $100. $100. (laughs) 10-year-old with $100. That's a lot of money. Man, Um, I'm having a brain cramp this morning. But he's right. The Apple Cinnamon Cheerios are amazing. Willow, you had a thought. Wait, I see no, something moving in the background. No, I kind of I kinda like,
1: like, uh, I love bringing um, <laughs> granola bars with me because the, those are good for a quick snack and gets you through until you actually stop off at a truck stop to get get food.
0: <laughs> so my dad was a truck stop. Restaurant kind of guy, you know the the Howard Johnson's, the Pilot Flying J, Denny's. That was like high living when I was a kid.
1: I, I miss my uh, uh, after midnight breakfast runs with my husband. <laughs> going, going to uh, well, we have a place called Salisbury House. And, uh, we loved going to, uh, a place, uh, one of the truck stops, uh, at the corner of Deacon Deacon's corner. Uh, and now that has turned into, uh, an A and W and it's just not the same. Oh.
0: no, no. Aubrey, what about you? What's your favorite road trip snack?
2: Well, um, back in the day. When uh, I was younger, Um, it was probably um, Bugles, Mm -hmm. um, Cheez-Its, Lay's potato chips, and always something sugary to drink. But now that I'm healthier, I try to find alternatives. So um, it's like harvest snaps. There are these um, Mm -hmm. peas that are crunchy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're air fried oh my gosh those are addictive i can have one of the little mini bags and it's gone in like 30 minutes and i'm like oh where would it go <laughs> um mini cucumbers um because there are many gas stations surprisingly that will sell cucumbers and pickles as a good snack and a healthy healthy alternative also a lot of dollar generals that you can find near the gas stations have mini cucumbers for sale and most gas stations have bananas and apples so, it might be kind of not as cool and slightly lame, but it still keeps up my energy. I don't have to pound a monster energy drink and some laced potato chips anymore, unless I really feel like I've been up way too late as 3 a.m. and I'm just down from the drag show. But, but usually, if it's a road trip, I want to stay alert. So, the worst thing I do is coffee and donuts on the road.
0: Coffee and donuts. Ooh, I love it. I love donuts. Oh my God, I love donuts so much. Last week, I hadn't had a donut in maybe two, three months, maybe longer, six months. Oh. And last week I I broke down and I had a Boston Cream Long John donut stick.
2: Okay, so I'm doing a free advertising. I'm sorry ahead of time, Johnny, but there's a place in Nashville called Five Daughters Bakeries, and they have the most amazing donuts. We used to have one here in town Columbia. And the, the donuts are just, it made me tear up a little bit. I'm telling but, you guys, I'm a foodie, and that was so
0: good. Yeah, so Willow, these this donut company, Five Daughters Bakery, and, and there's another one called Parlor. They do what is called cronuts. Okay. And they're donuts made with croissant dough. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so good. So good. Eli T. Cash says, Dr. Evil, natural. Speaking of your natural flavors, <laughs> Willow.
1: All natural flavors is a BS thing. <laughs> natural.
0: Um, Eli T. Cash down. says, yeah, come on, man. What's in the bowl? And Dave <laughs> Mattingly says, I'm jealous that I don't have my own theme song. You know what? mattingly mattingly let's all welcome dave mattingly i'm gonna write that there's you are going to get a theme song <laughs> and eli t cash celebrated a birthday a couple of weeks ago and Ooh. uh came out and celebrated with us at beyond Smoke and mirrors um I feel and, bad.
1: Sometimes I miss uh, saying happy birthday to people uh, on Facebook or well, any social media. So here's my happy birthday to everybody who's had a birthday this month.
0: <laughs> well, a- am I the only one that gets frustrated that the Facebook notifications aren't consistent? I don't mm-hmm. know sometimes that someone's had a birthday for like two days later. I'm like, nope. I didn't get any notification. Nobody gave me the memo on that. So anyway, and Dave Mattingly says on December 1st, Johnny's age deck gets a joker. That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. And Dave asks you, Aubrey, Carmela Crunch doesn't taste like goth girl. I'm disappointed.
2: It does not taste like goth girl. I can actually
1: honestly say
0: that. (laughs) Let's not go there. (laughs) That's a that's a late night after dark discussion.
1: Can I have to message DL on that one?
0: <laughs> and Dave Mattingly says his favorite road trip snacks are pizzeria combos and Hostess cupcakes. Can we just have a conversation real quick about <laughs> Hostess, Ho-Ho's, and Ding Dong's? They might be the absolute best cheap, gas station pastry ever made okay I'm we're just gonna saying.
1: have, to have that I, I feel like later sometimes day. they're a little stingy on the filling though <laughs> i don't know same thing with twinkies now they like, when did twinkies stop like like filling a little bit? bit of cream
0: <laughs> yeah so i I'll, I'll be honest with you i'm not a fan of twinkies <gasps> unless they're chocolate covered <laughs> twinkies mm. Or deep-fried Twinkies at the Ugh. state fair. Oh,
2: you lost me there, Johnny. Wait, I've never tried one of those, to be honest. but it Oh, my
0: gosh. Listen, <laughs> you go to the state fair. I, I don't know about up there, Willow, but here in the U.S., you go to the state fair, the county fair, everything can be deep-fried. They have deep-fried, battered deep-fried butter. He's yeah. not wrong. It's a
2: really... Something.
0: <laughs> Batter, battered deep fried Twinkies are great. Battered deep fried Oreos Ooh. are a religious experience. Now oh, now, <laughs> now do you have that experience in, in Canada, Willow?
1: Um as far as uh fair food, yeah. No, I I I'm sure I don't look hard enough, but I always I always go to the mini donuts.
0: <laughs> okay mini
1: donuts if someone says that there's crack in in the mini donut thing yeah, i i believe you because those things are addicting
0: so i'm a big fan of carnival fries the french fries Ooh. at the carnival and i every time i go to a fair or a carnival i got to get uh, an italian sausage sandwich with the peppers and the onions and and a big thing of the carnival fries the carnival cut fries but here's here's the funny thing when you go to a state fair or a county fair um there's always two foods that you see like discarded after one or two bites do you guys know what i'm talking about the corn dog and the funnel cake or elephant ear now the corn dog you're you're like Oh, let's get a corn dog. This is gonna be really great. They throw it away. I,
1: I love corn dogs.
0: <laughs> well, listen, corn dogs can be really good when you make them the right way. But people have this nostalgic love for corn dogs, and they forget that you know they what they taste like. So you always see the discarded corn dogs with one or two bites on the ground. Mm-hmm. The other one is the elephant ears, the funnel cakes. And that has nothing to do with the taste because those are delicious.
2: They're However, enormous.
0: they're enormous they're and and it doesn't matter what you put on them. Powdered sugar, strawberry syrup, chocolate. It doesn't matter. They're so rich that you one or two bites and you feel like you're getting bloated. <laughs> I, I challenge anyone to eat an entire funnel cake in one sitting.
1: Don't listen
2: to Johnny. That 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 advice is no. You know, that,
1: that that bloated feeling, like the, the, people the, the fullness, is always how I feel after eating pancakes.
0: Well, it's the same. It's the same batter, right? It's just the the elephant ears are instead of being cooked in a pan, they just pour the batter directly into the grease. Mm-hmm. That and I, but I mean, you can feel it. When you're eating the, the funnel cakes, you're like. Yep. Eat you raw tobacco. Anyway. Matt Megacy says cheddar crackers with peanut butter are my go to for road trips. And oh, Willow. This is this is so funny. So. um. We have a a Twitch viewer, uh, Eli Jaharanga22 says, nah, it's time for the elderly home for you three. What? What? (laughs) And then he says, OMG, it's Ice Spice. I don't know what that is all about. But then he asks, after insulting us, Willow, (laughs) he says, Willow, can I have your number, please?
1: luckily for you I'm married
2: (laughs) oh but come on aren't you gonna join us at their elderly home we have games oh so you know what
0: now I gotta block him
2: (laughs) anyway I kind of like it I'm like I don't mind being called old Johnny I'm a grandma
0: well no no because because he asks a question of me that is very offensive and the answer to your question is no but I'm not going to put it on the air (laughs)
2: Tell me
0: um, <laughs> so Chris Goyne says donut country in Murfreesboro, T- T- Tennessee is awesome. I've not been there. Speaking of donuts, uh, we're just going on a complete tangent. <laughs> ladies, it's we have lost complete right. control. It's,
2: it's okay. Uh, there's a anyway? donut
0: place in Oregon called voodoo donuts where they shape jelly deli- jelly donuts into voodoo dolls and give you tiny pretzel sticks to stab them. <gasps> I want to go road trip road trip oregon willow that's close to the canadian border we can sneak you across wait what mega matt mega says my comic shop has a parlor donuts at one end of the block and a voodoo at the other end of the block voodoo voodoo donuts parlor and voodoo donuts at a comic book shop what Matt? That's a really cool place. Where is this promised land? Mm-hmm. Where, where uh, we must go there.
1: In theory, that sounds like a good idea, but also a bad idea because you don't want those sticky fingers touching the comics.
0: <laughs> well, and have you seen the size of some of the people who go into comic book shops? They probably <laughs> don't need to be tempted by two donut shops on either end. I'm just saying. I'm I just like saying donuts, too. I love donuts. I do. <laughs> Listen, do not put a box of donuts in front of me because I will eat them. I mm. it's not that I want to, I have to. Right. And Chris okay. Goyne says, <laughs> Deep fried Snickers, woo! For the oh. win, yes. And um, and he says, the place is called Mutin, Mutiny Info Cafe in Denver. Listen, mm-hmm. I love Denver. I love Denver so much. There's a great magic shop in Denver too, and Mile High Comics. Uh, you know what? Dang it, I want to go to Denver now. <laughs> the The best pizza I've ever had in my entire life was in Whoa. Denver.
2: Oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, uh-oh. oh, that's and dangerous because I, I know New Yorkers who would argue with you about that.
0: And listen,
1: people from Chicago.
0: Oh, please. I will listen. I I am a pizza fanatic, and back in two thousand three. I was negotiating with um, CMT television to do a travel series called Johnny's ultimate pizza quest Ooh. because that is my favorite food. And um, we were really close to making the deal happen. And then the producer got fired. Oh, Listen, it's the story of my career this close, this close. Um, but I-, I love pizza. It is my all time favorite food. And I am constantly on the hunt for the best pizza on the planet. And to this date, the best I've ever had was in this little cafe in Denver, downtown Denver. It, there's like this this courtyard. I can't even remember the name of the place, but it was amazing. 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 Anyway, we could talk about food all morning, but you know what? It is time for our next segment. When I was a kid. Saturday mornings didn't just mean cartoons and cereal. It meant reaching into the cereal box and pulling out the prize. And this is a segment that we call new loot brought to you by the tales of the decoverse book series available, at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And so you guys, Aubrey, you're, you're chomping at the bit. You got something <laughs> special to show. I'm going to let you go first. What do you got in the box? What is the prize from the cereal box this week?
2: Okay. Well, well, behind this, this lovely lady that has unfortunately very little flavor, we have some old-time flavors. Ooh, some <gasps> minis. I got more minis. Oh cool. Masters of the universe. And I have to say, I was one of those girls who did like me some he-man, even though, you oh. know, not for the muscles. Um, but you gotta have his rival. You gotta have his rival.
0: Skeletor, yeah.
1: Skeletor.
2: I mean, come on, that guy had some awesome one-liners. So now I have more little figurines and I'm gonna be making um like a collection eventually of the I think I'm going with minis. I think this is gonna be a trend. So, if you find Vinie's anywhere, let me know, guys. I am super excited about these peoples.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, there's a sequel series for um Masters of the Universe Revelations. It's called Revolution, and it's coming to Netflix um in a couple of weeks. So super excited about that. Willow, do you have any prizes from the I box do. this morning?
1: I do. All right, so because I got myself a job working uh, at Spirit Halloween, mm-hmm. I had to pick up new earrings. <laughs> These are really cute. Like, this will go great with my Elvira costume. Yeah. And, so for those know-
0: of you who are just listening, Willow is showing some snake uh, earrings. They're they're kind of coiled in an S uh, with uh, a jeweled pendant. Is it a heart? that is hanging no, off it's of them? Like
1: little teardrops
0: okay okay teardrops. blood depending. drops <laughs> yeah blood drops love it
1: and then i kind of tangled and another coiled up uh snake
0: well earrings. yeah that's kind of a spiral coil yeah uh, these are and a little are...
1: heavier uh but super nice though it's...
0: and they're they're silver colored i love those well i can't wait to see those on you <laughs> what wait. are you working today
1: Yes, I'm working both jobs today.
0: And and what is uh what is the costume you're going to be wearing at Spirit today?
1: Uh, I think I might stick with my Pugsley sweater.
0: All right, all right. It that, looks so I, good on you. I can dig that. I can dig it. Um, Willow is making more fans at Spirit Halloween on a daily <laughs> basis. I love it. So, <clears throat> I am super excited. To show you guys what I got at the comic book shop this week. So, Ooh. this is two issues, facsimile issues, which means they are reprints, but they're exact reprints as they were re- initially printed in the 1980s. I've got Micronauts number one and ROM Space Night number one. Now, they are exact reproductions with the ads and all um so for those of you who like like look at this look at the ad for the Star Wars toys um, uh is that is that uh blamo blamo sugar free gum i I, I don't <laughs> even remember blamo they don't make it anymore. But it's fun, it says so right here. It's fun. Um, it's funny how you know I think
1: George Bueller knew that you were gonna bring out comic books, so he says good morning <laughs> to good us.
0: Good morning, George. Um, wait, wait, I, I got a problem though. I got this this ad for Blamo. Oh, it's got some bad copy on it that does not make me want to partake. Can anyone guess? <laughs>
1: Soft, juicy <laughs> chunks. Ew. Just needs the word "moist" in there too to make
0: it. How about this blast from the past, comic book fans? A Hostess fruit pie ad <gasps> with the original Captain Marvel. That's oh. so cool. Yeah. Um, I, look, I, this is this is for me the golden era of comic books with the ads. Um, Micronauts was a great series. Uh, this was originally uh, published in 1979, uh, written by um, who who is the writer? Uh, Bill Mantlow, like legendary writer Bill Mantlow. He created uh, Cloak and Dagger and uh, created the Micronauts. Uh, the art is by Michael Golden. And Michael Golden is considered by most comic book fans to be one of the greatest comic book artists of all time. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I've never been a huge Michael Golden fan, but he definitely has an iconic place in comic book history. Now, what was so cool about reading through this issue of Micronauts um Micronauts were created by Hasbro and Marvel had the license to them, created a comic book to sell the toys. Um, And some of the characters are Hasbro characters. But then there were some characters like Bug and Marionette that were created by Marvel. So Marvel actually owned them even after they lost the Micronauts license for several years. But now the license is back with Marvel. That's why we're getting this reprint. And I wish they had gotten the license a little bit sooner because basically the Micronauts appeared in Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, but they were not called the Micronauts. Um, and reading through this, I see a lot of the imagery from Quantum Mania taken from this book. So Quantum Mania was a real uh, homage to the Micronauts series, but then same same deal. Um, Parker Brothers, which is now owned by Hasbro, created Rom Space Night. This was an electronic toy that, um, oh my gosh, you guys, look, the Saturday morning cartoon
2: oh, wow. ads Ooh, it's is that Scrabby? Yeah. Deal?
0: <clears throat> yes. <laughs> And here's the here's the other one. This is for um this is a full center sp- spread ad.
2: <gasps> Mighty Mouse, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh,
0: that's
2: so, so cool.
0: Yeah. So so, uh. But Rom, we Marvel Comics created this comic to sell the toys. Um. It was uh, again written by Bill Mantlo, created by Bill Mantlo. The art is by legendary artist Sal Sal Buscema. and and. Um, Rom is, is basically, you know, he he is what he is. He's a space knight who gets stranded on earth in his pursuit to rid the universe of the dire wraiths, a, an offshoot of the scrolls. It's later established, but again, um, all these great classic ads fantastic and sal Busima is one of my favorite artists um look look at this willow you're gonna love this um an ad for mpc oh wow cars and wheels and look halloween rubber masks for three dollars and 99 cents
1: that is
2: cool those things tore so easy though
0: Yeah. And, you know, I know that those of you who are just listening to the podcast, you're getting frustrated because we're holding up stuff and showing stuff on camera that you can't see. You can only hear us talk about. But there's an easy solution for that. Go to YouTube, go to Facebook and watch the replay of this video episode and you can see the glorious ROM issue number one and Micronauts number one facsimile editions. Available at your comic book shop right now. And you guys know what a lot of people have been asking me. Um, I've seen a lot of people asking online, why is Marvel and DC doing this? Because DC did the same thing. They they reprint, uh, reprinted Detective Comics number one recently and Batman. Um, I forget what number it was, but the first appearance of the Joker. And a lot of people are, why are they reprinting all these old issues? Doesn't that devalue the original printing? Not necessarily, because these are printed on high-grade paper with remastered colors and artwork. Um, and really, it's a way for new readers, current readers, to get into something classic without spending a fortune. $4.99 for a classic book that is up to contemporary standards. And here's here's the dirty little secret. The reason Marvel and DC keeps doing it is because these sell better than the new Mm -hmm. stuff. People love reliving the classic stories.
1: That and some of us may have had parents or grandparents that threw out their comic book stash. Exactly.
0: There is
2: that too. Like we would like to have the things back eventually and we never get them back. So we got to buy them ourselves, guys. We got to take that and...
0: I'm still traumatized by that, by the way. So um, we have some more comments. Of course, George Bueller said, good morning, Cereal Boxers. And Chris Goyne says, great books. Yeah, they were great. And Dave Mattingly says, I really liked the Venom Space Knight soft reboot, reboot of ROM. I'll have to check that out. I'm not familiar with that, Dave. But George asked, Johnny, did you see the foil covers for both of these? Yes, I did. And I opted not to get the foil covers. And it's it's really a stupid reason. But if I'm going to embrace nostalgia and relive the memories of my childhood, I want it to be as close to the original version as possible. And the foil covers on these are gorgeous. But to me, it was a little bit... I don't, It took me out of the moment a little bit too much. So I opted just for the standard... Uh, print copies. And by the way, these are going to go in frames. I've got a whole line of these facsimiles. Um, Incredible Hulk 180, 181, several amazing Spider-Mans, Moon Knight number one, She-Hulk number one, the Savage She-Hulk number (laughs) one. And they're all facsimiles. Original story originally as they appeared on the shelves just reprinted with today's standards and i i love it i love it um oh this is interesting dave mattingly says the dark-skinned he-man from the recent masters of the universe cartoon is based on my friend demetrius Holt.
2: What? Oh, cool!
0: i think i know demetrius um we'll have to talk see if it's the same guy um chris Goyne says Scrappy Doo should burn in hell. You you must I have missed the episode. <laughs> he must have missed the episode last week. We had a lengthy discussion about Scrappy Doo and Godzuki.
2: Yeah, and it wasn't even on our scooby doo episode either, which is no, hilarious. No. I'm no. never gonna give this up, guys. I'm gonna tell you I love an underdog and I like how Scrappy Scrappy Doo is. And i I'm, I'm I'm a fan. I'm I'm not a, ashamed to say it. And 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 I feel you want to fight in the playground. Um, well just get in the comments. Okay. <laughs> Be nice.
0: You know, get in the comments. <laughs> Alpha nerd says morning. And George Bueller says in December, DC is reprinting each issue of Batman year one releasing each week in December. That's interesting that they're already going back to the well on that. I, I mean, I feel like Batman year one was only 20 years ago. I'm, I'm, I'm betting it was 20 years ago. But to me, 20 years ago seems like last week. Does, yep. does anyone know what I'm talking about? Does anybody else feel that? Aubrey? I, um,
1: <laughs> I was wearing my Aqua shirt uh, the other day, and some girl on the bus did said that she loves it. And you know what? <clears throat> they are still one of my favorite bands. And I went to their concert and i cried like a little baby because i i was so happy that they came to canada um they got a chance to relive my my childhood through them uh, and yeah 20 years ago just it, it doesn't seem like you know it was a long time ago <laughs> and yeah, it meanwhile feels over- like- Meanwhile, we're showing we're showing our music to our kids and they're calling us old. And we did the same thing to our parents.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 very true. Very true. Um, All right. So we got one more comment, I believe. Um, Ooh, George Bueller says it originally came out in 1986. Man, it doesn't feel that long ago. And Matt Megacy does say nostalgia is a hella drug. And he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I, ooh, yeah. Batman year one came out 35 years ago, says Dave Mattingly. I, I hate your guts right now. <laughs> um, I, I love nostalgia. I love things from my youth, but I love new stuff too. Just because it's older and nostalgic doesn't make it better than new stuff coming out. And we're going to be talking about that some more uh, in the next couple of weeks. But right now, it is time for our Kaiju Saturday matinee experience. This is the final one in this series. We'll be picking up this series again next season um, and, and looking at some other properties. But when I was a kid, Kaiju movies were on Godzilla movies were on W U a B channel 43 Saturday afternoon hosted by Marty Sullivan, (laughs) super host and all the classics. My favorite we've talked about several of them. We talked about Godzilla versus Megalon with jet Jaguar. My favorite was destroy all monsters that got me into Godzilla movies and and like made my imagination just soar well in 2004 toho films basically remade destroy all monsters when they made godzilla final wars it is essentially the same plot the Exilians come to earth to conquer the earth and use humans as food and they take control of all of the monsters except for Godzilla, they're not able to control him or Mothra, and Mothra and Godzilla basically have to stop all of the rest of the monsters from destroying the Earth and destroying humanity. Now, I love Destroy All Monsters still today, but Godzilla Final Wars is epic. It is, it is so good. It's both the best Godzilla movie made and the worst Godzilla movie ever made. And this picture that I just posted is probably the best representation of the movie in one graphic. Because this movie had everything in it. Everything. You had Godzilla and by the way Willow, this is the what I call the cat face version of Godzilla. You mentioned how in Godzilla versus Megalon, he looked like a dog. This version is the, to me, looks like a cat face. Um, and so that's how I refer to him. So you have Godzilla, but then you also have all of the other kaiju of the Godzilla universe. Here we have Gigant, and on the other side of Godzilla is the pupil form, the pupa form of King Ghidorah. This this silver guy actually has three heads. And later on, he is going to transform into King Ghidorah, the three-headed dragon, um, kind of a la Pokemon. It's a, a Pokemon evolution. Um, and Gigan is going to come back as Ultra Gigan. We had Rodan. We had the spider that I can never remember his name. Um, We had Minya, baby Godzilla, who I'm not a fan of. Some people have called him Godzuki. It's Minya. And this is what I was referring to last week.
1: He looks very stoned.
0: (laughs) You know, he kind of does. And he acts like it, too.
1: Oh, he acts like a baby.
0: You Sorry. we we had Angiris, <laughs> um, and then um here uh, again King, Caesar. King oh Caesar. Oh my gosh. And King Caesar in this movie showed off his epic kaiju soccer skills. <laughs> and and, 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 and
2: uh, his lovely Lady Gaga bodysuit body too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on. Why why did they give
2: King Caesar <laughs> a brassiere? Uh, and I the don't whole thing, that. it's very sexy. I don't know what to do. I'm so distracted <laughs> by King Caesar in this movie.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, and here's another shot of Gigan. Um, And I am almost convinced, I am almost certain there's a woman in that costume. I, I, I don't know why. This this shot of Ultra Gigan looks very feminine to me.
2: G- Gigan's weapons for his hands in this movie were like, wow okay
0: (laughs) yeah he had the 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 chainsaws or the the rotating saws um which in and of itself you know gigan is a combination of you know bio monster and mechanical monster but here's where this movie gets really interesting because it borrows from ideas from power rangers and voltron and battle of the planets and um masked rider you had the mutants and let me tell you before fast and the furious this had one of the best motorcycle chase fights gun battles ever on film and these mutants are the the defenders of the earth the earth defense force and um I can never pronounce this guy's name. Uh, o- Ozumi, I think is, it was. He turns out to be a mutant with powers kind of like Neo from the Matrix. He can stop laser beams with his mind. And oh. then the mutant force in the final war is led by Captain <laughs> Gordon. And I was just telling Willow. That Captain Gordon is played by Don Fry, who was mm-hmm. a monster MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. He was called the Predator, and he was one of the biggest stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's why he's in this movie. It was like putting um, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone yep. in Pacific Rim, or you know, one of the um, Godzilla or Kung, uh, King Kong movies coming out here in the U.S. and No Godzilla movie that is like... This is like an anthology movie. This is like, you know, what they call a dump cake of movies. Because here we also have the Mothra twins from Mm -hmm. Infant Island. We had Mm -hmm. Mothra, and I couldn't find an image that wasn't laced with malware of Mothra. But Mothra is in this. And here are the... Oh my god, he's my favorite. X, the Zillion. And let's just appreciate that... The the, the were the were the villain in Destroy All Monsters as well, but here's a side by side. This is what they looked like in the '70s to the left, and the 2004 version. And he he was this dude was too cool for the room.
2: Oh my gosh, he's
1: so much.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So. <laughs>
1: The last time I saw uh, glasses like that was on VR Troopers.
0: Well, it is 2004. <laughs> but, but can we can we appreciate that the, the makers of this movie, it really is a love letter to the entire Godzilla uh, mythos. And at the time, this was the last Godzilla movie that Toho Studios was ever going to do. Um, so it was fitting. That they threw in everything into this movie. And that's what made it so great. It started off right from the top with intense action, with um, you know, the, the Goturo battleship, the gunship sinking Godzilla in the ice and and trapping him in the ice. That's how the movie starts, and then it jumps like 20 years. Forward or ten years forward, I don't know how many years to the Earth Defense Force and their training and new monsters arrive and the exilions show up and it just it's bonkers. It is a downhill roller coaster ride from the moment go. There's never a slow mo moment in this movie, and it, you really I, there were times when I like had to take a bre- pause to take a breath. Because this thing was just going, 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 going. And that makes it the best Godzilla movie ever. However, you can tell that they were making this story up as they went. And you can tell that basically the writers got together in a room with their action figures. And they were like, whatever, the, whatever they decided to do with the action figures made it on, onto film. And that that I love it for that reason too but that also makes it the worst Godzilla movie ever made because the story there's some places where it makes zero sense like i'll just say when so so they're in the in the earth defense force bunker and the kaiju have you know shown up in different places on the planet but all of a sudden you go from a city that was attacked and moderately damaged to a complete apocalyptic wasteland. You remember they come out of the thing and there's nothing left. It's like the atomic bomb. And I'm like, when did that happen? I don't remember seeing that happen. Um, and then of course, in this movie, the Exilians control all of the monsters except for Godzilla because Godzilla does not have the coveted M base And it turns out the mutants have the same DNA that the kaiju have. So the exilians can control them, except for Ozumi. He is able to resist their control and be the hero that he was born to be. And you guys, this is my, my my favorite moment in the entire movie. Godzilla has defeated all of the bad guys, and now he's about to turn his rage. Back to the earth. He's not a defender. He's not a protector. He's a a wild, you know, force of nature. And he's about to destroy what's left of this apocalyptic wasteland. And Captain Gordon comes out of the gunship, out of the Gotora, with just his samurai sword, ready to take on Godzilla with just a sword. (laughs) That's bad to the bone. I, I and I feel like he would have stood a chance. I, I feel like he would have given it his all before he left. Now, Aubrey, you have a book full of notes. I, I broke Aubrey again. Okay, <laughs> She's like I can't so, even.
2: So sometimes I like to do, you know, in depth research on the music or the 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 studios. But Toho is kind of sensitive, and we already kind of got flagged once or twice um, yeah. once once you know um and i don't want to get anybody upset and i really do like the movie
1: um well the only reason why we got flagged <laughs> was because i i showed a longer clip yeah. than yeah i'm
2: just trying to stay on our p's and q's but i will say that um there was some obvious um issues with with the actors it, it looks like um the, the the famous wrestler was dying half the time in his costume like just sweating like if you really pay attention that man looks like he's been taking that coat off like repeatedly there's a wife beater under there i guarantee you because oh there absolutely is there absolutely oh he's walking around in like this big man um and yeah right and, and, right
0: there's the wife beater yeah <laughs> Yeah, black just, wife beater under was the jacket. So
2: warm, I guarantee you. They looked all warm in those black outfits. But so this guy right here, like, I want to see this. This is this is so one of those times when I want a live action to be turned into an anime. Like <laughs> that character that he made, I want him in cartoon form because I think they would be able to just. I don't know, just translate it in a way. I love anime and 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 uh, the way that they can transform him just on screen by his actions alone. You don't even have to amp it up that much because he's a wrestler, okay? But then take him aside. You've got this awesome character, right? That is like, comes out of nowhere. He's the only one like this in all of these soldiers. But then you have the bad guy on the other side of the line. And guys, um, I don't know what to say except joan jet hair <laughs> come on come on okay no not in that scene exactly it gets spikier later oh, on yeah 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 the, when the when he fight. like
0: activates his powers yeah
2: <laughs> his hair goes Tada! and i'm like what happened <laughs> and i'm like wait i've seen that hair somewhere and i Google joan Jett. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not joking but his sassy pants way that he pulled off this character same thing one of the few times i want a live action to be turned into a comic um or or a cartoon except keep the actors like keep keep their spirit in there you know the little boy had this much of a part there was a grandpa covered in furs for some reason with a nice big gun and but why was he wearing furs i don't well, know. see no and and that's
0: know. that's <laughs> that's part of the action figure thing minya and the hunter and the boy really served zero purpose Except okay. at the very end scene where the boy stands in front of the earth defense Force and, and puts his arms up and says, no, you're not attacking Godzilla. And Minya does the same thing. No, you're not attacking my human friends. And Well, from
2: anyway. a slightly younger, different perspective, <laughs> speaking of our ages, we got busted on. Um, I will say that as, as a newbie at least in the, in the Kaiju world. So I am young in that way. Um, I got. I gotta say, like, I, I. Okay, my English version said it was Mila, so it sounded like Godzilla.
0: So, so I don't yeah, know what the
2: pronunciation is actually supposed it, to be.
0: Yeah, it's spelled Manila, but it's pronounced n- <laughs> Minya. Okay, well,
2: yeah. So, so I was going with Mila because it sounds like Godzilla, but maybe uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, either, sure either one. That.
0: Either one is acceptable.
2: Yeah. But see, to me, from my perspective, the little boy being thrown in there at the end with with Mila or the little Godzilla guy, you know, <laughs> was like, one, it threw the kids into the story because it was, you know, older people in most of the story. So not a lot of child involvement. Okay. And Godzilla is supposed to be the hero for the children. And then you put in there, you know, the fact that he's kind of helping this new generation of little Godzilla person, so it's like you're bringing the kids in, you're bringing new new gen in, and you're saying, "Hey, old gen, hey, don't don't be so mad and blow stuff up. Let it go and go be cool about stuff." At the end, there and they they walk away together. I, to me, I, I like that they they brought in that kind of um, plastic creature almost. <laughs> with with the, the little actor i don't know if it was a child but it was a small person at least and and that suit was very rubber and it looked really warm again but yeah there he goes but they did a good job, and I know you said he was goofy, but I don't think they were trying to make him super intelligent. I think it was trying to make it cutesy for the kids and yeah, he's to show...
0: he's the childlike character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was
2: the baby. He was just a little baby, and but the baby that says, "Hey, big grownups, don't fight no more. Let's not blow stuff up. Let's go be together, and they'll be together, and we'll be away from them, but we won't blow stuff up no more." And I love I love the cutesy of that, but I also love. The fact that you have a sassy pants bad guy that is throwing through this whole thing, throwing monsters. He's like, and he gets, okay, guys, this is the reason you should watch this movie. If you don't watch the movie for any other reason besides the kitty cat Godzilla, because I do agree with Johnny, he looks like a cat in the face. I was like, his face is all poop, poop, poo. <laughs> You know, like anybody, right? You know, he's so. Wow. He's so <laughs> yes. Yes. Ah, see? Oh, look at my claws. They're like his claws. Like, He's <laughs> some <sighs> big claws going. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if you want a movie that's got everything, literally so many monsters, but also a bad guy that keeps them on their toes, makes it seem almost at a, a, impossible at times because he takes out the leaders. We haven't even talked about the fact that he wasn't the original bad guy or that we had body snatcher issues where it's like, oh, is this the, the, the secretary general or is this the secretary general? Uh, is he alive is he dead you know but then the bad guy's like monster monster now what and he goes hey and then he laughs maniacally like, ah! you're
1: like <laughs> what <just happened?"
0: laughs> i have one disappointment in this movie is that yes all of the classic godzilla characters are back um even the snake manda uh, appears mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, the 1996 American Zilla mm-hmm. faces off against Godzilla. Gets his tail mm-hmm. handed mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but no Jet Jaguar. Where's Jet Jaguar mm-hmm. during the final wars? Didn't ah.
1: they couldn't... Were they unable to get the rights for that character?
0: No, no, it, it was it was... A Toho movie. I mean, they own him They just no no respect for my jet Jaguar. <laughs> They'll
2: do something for
0: him. Well, he <laughs> is in Godzilla's Singular Point, and we'll be talking about that sometime down the road. But all right, um, yeah, w- Willow, uh,
1: okay. Godzilla: so- Final
0: Wars go
1: i i had to watch like bits and pieces of it uh that i found online because i couldn't watch the full thing uh streaming services in canada really suck by the way uh oh, no, i had to pay for it too
0: <laughs> oh did you i watched it on tubi for free oh okay if you guys want to watch it well check out tubi uh so yeah
1: i i uh, I went on my Roku to see if I can get it and one of the streaming is one of the things said that I could watch it for free but then it wouldn't it wasn't working properly so whatever um so yeah I watched like bits and pieces of what I could find on YouTube and around the internet and then I also watched some of, like the uh wiki videos uh, um, that explains the whole story uh, and uh yeah um definitely an interest. from what i gather it's it's an it's an interesting movie that has like way too much information uh going uh like it has like way too many uh, storylines going for itself and it, it sounds it seems like a movie that you could get lost very easily in uh, until you get to the monster fighting.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it, it's really literally like the monster mash cereal that we're going to be trying at Holocon. It is every Godzilla trope thrown into one bowl and mixed together. And one of the things I do like about this is that the human story is not separate from the Kaiju conflict. There's one moment Willow where, um, the, uh, the Ozumi is fighting X and he's sitting on top of X pounding his face. <laughs> and in the background, you see the monitor mm-hmm. of Godzilla on top of Gigan doing the same thing. It's it's. And so everything that happens in this movie happens with the human character's, you know, involved and, and very, so they're not really separate story. They, they're happening concurrently. And, um, I, yeah, it, but it is, it's a big bowl of Kaiju. Big bowl of Kaiju. uh,
1: Like if they, yeah. Uh, like the storyline of the, uh, of the mutants, uh, versus uh, other humans that, I, I love that storyline and then I love the I love the kaiju stuff uh as well. Uh Audrey, you were saying that you wished to have this character as an anime character. Um didn't we have that in Sergeant Slaughter? <laughs> I think he would be better than Sergeant Slaughter.
0: <laughs> now I I downloaded a photo and it didn't get loaded. Probably because it wasn't in the right format. There, there are a couple of things in this movie that I'm like "Mm," made me a little bit uncomfortable. Okay, what? The Nazi fetish imagery. So, Captain uh, Gordon has a very Russian look (laughs) to him, right? But there is yeah. this, there the, the dress uniforms for the Earth Defense Force. And you can just see it on one character. It's kind of unbuckled and undone. Mm-hmm. And Izumi wears a black uniform with the long trench coat and the belt yep. and a red armband. Yes. And it's very, very reminiscent of Nazi Hugo Boss uniforms.
1: It really is
0: and that
1: it's okay because it was hugo boss who created that oh. open, right sorry i mean yep. that's I, I know See, that that's exactly how i feel about the whole hugo boss and uh, uh chanel thing
0: That i mean that's what they say they're like oh but the nazis had impeccable style yes they did because Hugo Boss had impeccable style. Yeah, their uniforms are cooler than <laughs> anything else that
1: I could go was on a whole created. rant about that, guys, <laughs> but I I will try very hard to control myself.
0: Well, no, I, I could too. Um, but but for for the I don't understand the Japanese culture embracing that style because you see it all throughout anime, right? They
2: do emulate strength and they do emulate strength no matter where the source comes from, I've noticed there's a lot of that in Japanese, um, animation. I, I, in the older, in the older and the, some in the younger, but not always. like the younger generation is a lot different, a lot. The Japanese animation, um, it's quite, quite changed. Um, but there's a lot of spicy stuff. There's a lot of slightly political old things sprinkled in here and there. Um. So it is it's it's a, they're a fan of power. They are definitely a fan of power.
0: And, and and I've had this conversation with anime fans before that the Nazi fetishism in the anime community is a real thing. And a couple of years ago there was a group of kids um who showed up at a Comic Con um dressed as Japanese Nazis and they they were kicked out were
1: oh. they didn't they take Hello Kitty and make that it, it create uh Nazi uniforms around that? Well then I feel like that's really sad. They got kicked out. I'm I'm um
2: I'm, I'm so I, okay. So here's the thing. I'm from the camp. Can you still appreciate something even if it's attached to something negative? This swastika was not originally from Germany. Okay, but we're going down a whole rabbit hole here. I feel like is well, another
0: well i'm i'm with you aubrey i really am and i think it's totally appropriate to cosplay as a nazi when it's clear that you're cosplaying the villain Mm -hmm. but if you're cosplaying in a nazi uniform and elevating them as some kind of paragon of of morality and and heroism Mm -hmm. eh, that doesn't fly for me Okay. It to me, it's the same as cosplaying as any other villain, as long as it's clear that it's the villain.
1: But see, we we could also argue about that with you know, with Star Wars too. Yeah.
0: Because... Well, Darth Vader, Darth Maul, it's the same thing. Uh,
1: I mean, Stormtroopers.
0: Yeah. Well that that was intentional. That that was intentional to. Uh, For Star Wars, the Empire to mirror Nazi Germany. And it's really super clear, like super defined in the sequel trilogy, The Force Awakens. There's a scene in Force Awakens that was taken directly from a a rally, a a Hitler rally in Berlin. And Mm -hmm. you put the pictures side by side and they're the same, the same setting. And that was done intentionally. To indicate mm. that the New Order was the villain. So but, I mean,
1: look how popular the 501st is.
0: Well, so, and their rationale would be um, the Stormtroopers were just, you know, schmucks doing their job. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, but for all of its faults, one of the greatest parts of this movie are the Mothra Twins. They're very cute. <laughs> I like the Mothra twins. They made zero sense in this movie, but um, and and what happened to Mothra, by the way? So <laughs> Mothra shows up to to fight um the 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 pupa form of King Ghidorah, and seemingly destroys King uh, King Ghidorah or no Gigant. I forget which. Anyway. Big explosion, but what happens to Mothra after that? Did she sacrifice herself? Was she a suicide bomber, kamikaze? Did, I mean after that, we don't we don't see her again? Yeah, nor do it, we see it the looks twins. Like
2: she does a kamikaze. That's what it looks like, and somehow she's resurrected again. That that's Mothra's power, isn't it one of the things that. Able to, yeah,
0: I, I don't know. They, they didn't explain it, and and it's a it's a hanging thread. It's a loose thread mm. in this in this show. <laughs> wow. you, you know the other the other thing that I had a problem with is the kid and his grandfather out hunting. Grandfather covered in the fur for no apparent reason. They they find Minya and they just automatically assume Minya is their friend and buddy and they load him up on the back of the truck and take off driving around Japan. I'm like, who does
2: they're that? Following, they're outright following his instruction actually at one point.
0: I know. I, I, I'm like, what are you thinking? And, and how is it that their truck with Minya in the back you can just drive right into the uh, epicenter of Ground Zero of this kaiju battle, no problem. They just drive right up. Hey, we're here. Where's the potluck?
2: So one thing I will mention that I thought was really cool is um, it's, it it mentions that twelve thousand years ago, Gaian came to Earth and Mafra, you know, caused destruction and Mafra fought and won supposedly the mutants have Geigen's blood yeah and that there's super like the reason why the bad guy x and our main guy uh, uzami uzami
0: yeah oh,
2: yes um that he they called him kaisers that's another thing that
0: kaisers yes that's they said, said that they german were the thing.
2: most possible in another german thing exactly um but they said they were the the, the most evolved versions of these mutants with this blood um and 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 he looks guys he breaks the fourth wall bad guy uh like uh the last chapter in the godzilla saga he says it he says it he looks right at the camera so i mean breaks the fourth wall i i love the bad guy i think i think he is just reserved and obedience and doing his job in the beginning, and then he turns into a cackling maniac who's just like monster, monster, have fun over here. I, I love his energy, like the actor. I mean, you put a little eye, you know, eyeliner on this guy and like some pointed bangs, and he's all sassy pants. Oh, oh he was <laughs> he was an
0: eighties rock star all the way. My <laughs> my favorite moment in this whole movie is when he sends Hedora and Ibora. The, the, the kind of blob monster and the crab monster <laughs> together and Ibora accidentally skewers Hedora and kills him and he's like what what, what, what? what just happened they didn't, even, they, didn't even, they didn't even get to fight Godzilla they they took each other out that was hysterical. <laughs> I love it oh so it's
2: comedy action no. Oh, I was gonna say no romance, but actually, actually, at the end, there's some saucy, sassy pants with some little group ups here. So group one Yeah, two. I'm not Captain... gonna mention. I don't want to spoil everything.
0: Well, Cap- Captain Gordon goes mm-hmm. off with the with the scientist, and Azumi uh, oh, has oh, a little the... blossoming love affair. That yeah. Here's the one Izumi's thing
2: he's with the scientist, and the general is with the guy, the lady from the TV. <laughs>
0: No 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 so Azumi the the lady from television is right Oh no you're right you're right you're right you're absolutely right So for whatever reason the the girl behind Azumi here in the red red leather she's the scientist mm-hmm. in red leather Mhm
2: She starts out as all white and then she gets a black outfit and then it's red leather
0: and you're like what what And uh, and, and,
2: and and the television
0: it, <laughs> The news reporter she ends up wearing a white lab coat, and you're right. Captain Gordon, you know, is super happy to see that she's still alive. <laughs> super happy.
2: There's a whole saucy moment where he I, but, comes in, and he thinks that you. he picked up these girls for each other. It's in there. So, guys... <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> look I was I, gonna try not to laugh about it but yes he walks in this wrestler walks in and he sees these Asian women and he sees his buddy and he's like a <laughs> <laughs> whole moment
0: can, can we appreciate too that uh <laughs> Captain Gordon's lines were in English um but he Everyone in the movie can understand him, and he can understand everyone speaking Japanese. That that's kind of cool. It's a little bit yeah. st- Star Wars esque. Um, okay. And
2: can we mention there's a pimp and a cussing cop in this movie
0: also? Oh <laughs> my gosh! I wanted so much more from the pimp. <laughs> I wanted so much more from him because he he was too cool for the room I and. <laughs> and, and, and he's there, and you feel like something is cool gonna happen, and then the end of the world happens for him. I, it was, I feel I'm like so this movie
1: should have been like in in parts, shouldn't it? <laughs> like there seems to be like so much happening with this movie that <laughs> it sh- monster matchup. Maybe yeah, maybe let's... it should have been a series instead of a just. A two-hour movie. Well, mm-hmm. it could
0: have been. It, any one of these plot threads could have gone off in their own movie. You could have an entire movie just about the Earth Defense Force mm-hmm. because they were like the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a scene where they are fighting hand-to-hand combat. Uh one of the, the uh Ibora, the, the giant crab kaiju, and they're leaping through the air and Flying and you know, it, it was so cool, it was epic.
2: Okay, so there is one more reference to um Power Rangers in the movie. Um, uh, Scud and and Skull, uh, I uh-huh. um, I'm saying it wrong, I know I'm saying it wrong. Um, they're in there, but they're not the same actors. There is a whole thing like there, there's a chubby guy in like a hoodie, kind of, and a t shirt, and then there's like a a guy with a leather jacket and spikes and like the big mohawk, and I'm like, they just and and they're stumbling and they're bumbling and they're going to pick up their buddy and they get squished by a kaiju.
0: I I missed that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and look for that. See, I've seen this movie maybe five or six times.
2: Oh, um,
0: and, and every time I watch it, I see something that I didn't see before. So there's these little nuggets that you just. Mm-hmm. That's why I love it. I love it, and um. Golly, we're we're way over time, but this has been a great discussion. We got some uh, comments from the audience. Um, so for everyone who didn't know, um, Matt Megacy says there is a Godzilla channel on Pluto, which is on your Roku. It's Godzilla 24-7. So it's free. Pluto, check it out. And Zentron reminds me that Kumonga is the spider's name. That's a oh, hard name to say. Kumonga. And Dave Mattingly says about King Caesar and the bra that maybe <laughs> it's Queen Caesar.
2: Oh hell.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I did love that King Caesar had like, he broke out some samurai soccer moves mm-hmm. when he kicked Angiris, who was rolled up in a ball and, it was that whole scene was great. And by the way, um, did you know that it was it was a three way tag team against Godzilla, Rodan and Garis and King Caesar and Godzilla takes them all out, but he doesn't kill them. Those are the only three characters that Godzilla does not kill. He leaves them piled up unconscious. Do we know why? I know why. Do you know Why? Because they were his friends.
2: Hmm.
0: Rodan and Garrus and King Caesar are classic Godzilla allies. And Godzilla knew they were being mind controlled. So he he knocked them out. But he didn't kill them. Mm
2: -hmm. Where's Gamera? I was waiting for Gamera.
0: Well, Gamera is a different universe.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. There there needs to be a Godzilla versus Gamera movie. But uh, we'll see. Anyway, uh, Dave Mattingly says Johnny, the Stan Against Evil series has a great kaiju episode, including some knockoff Mothra twins whose dialogue doesn't sync. Have you've never if you've never seen Stan Against Evil, OMG, it is one of the funniest shows ever made. You it's on Roku or on Hulu. You absolutely must watch it. Stan Against Evil hysterical and matt megacy says one of the gang members in big trouble in little china had those glasses <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: love that movie um facebook user says it may be evocative of nazis but i took it as fetish wear <laughs> yeah that that's what i'm saying i it felt a little there bit there was like a that. lot of leather
2: in the so yeah I mean, that's why I'm wearing it this morning.
0: <laughs> Dave Mattingly says they assumed M- Minya, Manila, was friendly because of his herbal aroma.
2: <laughs> oh. Why did that take me a second?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure.
2: Because we we, we, we we mentioned that he looked a little stone. oh.
0: <laughs> and Dave Mattingly says, "You heard it here first, folks. Johnny wanted so much more from the pimp.
2: <laughs> I know, I know. He killed me. I almost died on camera because of Johnny. Because you hear him say things on purpose and make you laugh. So for the record, n- when I turn bright red. It's not my fault. It's it's wait that way that way. It's his fault. There we go.
0: There is no script here, folks. We no. we we are flying oh, through the air with no able- no safety net." I'm um, here. Dave Mattingly says King Caesar enjoys a little drag on the weekends.
2: Ooh, 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 right Some spicy.
0: <laughs> and Zentron says FYI soccer equals association. I'm not sure what that means, Zentron. King Caesar showing his Samurai soccer skills equals association Association to what?
2: there was great action action in this movie. I will say that I didn't mention that, but the action was worthy of watching and, and, and less buildings, crumbling focus, more actual physical action. I I like that.
0: Non-stop action Mm -hmm. in this movie. And Matt Megacy says it was fun. I have to go to work now. Thanks guys. And (laughs) well, speaking of having to go to work, um, I'm sure Willow you need to jump yeah, out. Yeah,
1: well, I I yeah. work at noon, so I'm <laughs> I need to get ready. running late
2: myself. I was supposed to be at Hidden Bee Farm doing face painting, so I got to skedaddle too.
0: Okay. So let's let's call it a day uh for now. There's so much we could get into with this movie mm-hmm. and with mm-hmm. Kaiju Saturday afternoons in general, and we will be bringing it up again uh in a later season um cuz there's more stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to take a break next week, so no episode on the seventh. I'm going to be at a family reunion in Kentucky, but when we come back in two weeks, we are going to be looking at. We're going to call it the top ten animated movies of maybe our youth or maybe today. So you in our listening lounge in in the audience, we want to have your feedback on what you think the top 10 best animated movies of all time are. And we're going to go through the most popular ones. I will tell you right away, we are going to be talking about Mitchell's versus the machines. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man into the spider verse. And we will definitely be talking about the little mermaid, the original little mermaid. Those are like, in my top three, but we want to hear from the rest of everybody else. Willow, put your thinking cap on. Yeah. That, a...
1: That's going like so many different <laughs> directions. Yes, with those do, three. We, <laughs> we do our top threes. Is that what you're suggesting?
0: Well, you, you, we can, but I want to do, we're, we're going to do one a week for 10 weeks. Um, So it could be a superhero movie. It can be like Batman, the animated series, uh mask of the phantasm, you know, it, it, it should be mask of the phantasm it, should be in that list it, that's um
1: that's one of my favorites
0: yeah so um like zentron says i vote for akira <gasps> which is a classic Ooh. anime so yeah yeah uh, akira is phenomenal um so anyway very intense let us know either in the comments here what you vote for or go to our facebook group the saturday morning rec room and you know give us your suggestions for what you think the top 10 best Saturday matinee animated movies are. And we will take a deep dive. Um, so everyone, make sure you follow and support Willow at Willow Skyler. Uh, everywhere online, tomorrow night, Cryptid Crunch, you guys are talking about the Lost Colony of Roanoke, Woo-hoo. which in the U.S., Willow, it's a. we learn a lot about it in history. It's like a, a whole chapter in our history books. But you being in Canada, this was a new one for you.
1: Yeah, I it's not something that I was was privy to. Uh, seems like it's an interesting story. Um, some paranormal <coughs> thing happened according to <coughs> according to lore. So I, I'm interested. i I I have one. I have a guest that wants to join us for that for the show. So,
0: excellent. Tune in. (laughs) Well, Willow wants to know what's the deal with the lost colony of Roanoke tomorrow night on Cryptid Crunch. And uh, Aubrey, follow her at Dawning Eve K on Instagram. She's a phenomenal face painter today. She's going to be what's the name of the store?
2: Hidden Bee Farm in Columbia, Tennessee.
0: So, go check her out. Get your face painted. And uh, follow me at johnnybeyond.com. And, of course, make sure that you are following our show at backoftheserialbox.fun. You can also check out the other shows in the network there. And October 14th is the final show of the season of Beyond Smoke and Mirrors, Haunted. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This is completely different from the last six shows. Completely different material. And the Palace Theater that we do the show is a famously haunted theater.
1: Ooh. Get your tickets I need to at hear Johnny stories beyond. of this theater.
0: I have one from last show, but we don't have time to share it right now. <laughs> um, for everyone watching or listening, wherever you are consuming this show... Give us a share, a like, post a comment, mm-hmm. give us a good review. Um, if you're watching on whatever platform you're watching, make sure you subscribe, click the notification bell so that you never miss an episode. And if you like the show, you can definitely contribute at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. Mm-hmm. Show us your appreciation with a digital tip in the tip jar. A dollar, two dollars, or what we call a bowl of cereal, two bowls of cereal. Uh, just. Uh, Surely, this show is worth $2 a month to you. Anyway, um, with that, we are going to say farewell. Bonjour. A vida Saint bonjour. And uh, love you, mean it. Until the next time, we will catch you on the back of the cereal box. Have a good night.